I don't know. I think that that's, that's really beautiful. There's some, definitely some writers that um, saw, saw no one read their work. Like their work was published um, after, after they passed away and, and they had no idea anybody read their work. Like the Confederacy of Dunces is one of those examples. It's the only book that he wrote. His mother's the one that published it and it was after he died. And it's like known as like a cult classic. Everybody loves that book. Yeah. About a man that sells hot dogs. Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Ready? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So good. This week, this week, we talk about the quickest way to change our emotions. Oh, changing emotions. Holy moly. Stop making excuses, crush overthinking. Writing in a journal, laptop, notebook, even a napkin. Totally agree. Writing helps us gain clarity. Wait, wait. So we talk about the quickest way to change our emotions. Kate, how do you... Quick. What's the quickest way to change your... Like emotions are... That's intense. I got to know, uh, like how you <laughs> change your emotions, the quickest way to change your emotions. You don't think I, I you get can the, change your the, emotions quick? No, no. What? No way. How do you change your emotions quick without, you know, like burying them so that then you end up talking to your mom on the weekend and crying like a baby? <laughs> Not that I know anybody you, that's done that before. Uh, no, that doesn't sound like anybody. That's <laughs> weird. No, well, like, how do? You, what's the quickest way to change change your emotions? You listen to our podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> are you are you miserable? No. no, it's the other way. Are you happy? Because if you are, we can make you sad. No, like. <laughs> What's the quick? There's a guy. There's a guy. I know his name. Uh, I don't know if I should say his name. Uh, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. He's the coolest, coolest guy in the <laughs> well, world. Well, apparently, you're not supposed to say his name then. Oh my gosh, I feel, Wayne. His name's Wayne, and um, Wayne will ask you how, how you're doing. Um, I may have told you this before. He'll say he'll say he'll be like, "How are you doing?" And if you're like, "Man, I feel really shitty," he'll be like, "Oh, that's okay. It'll pass." Like that's, that's what he'll say. Oh, I like but, that. But then if you say, if he asks you how you're doing, you're like, I'm fantastic. Then he says, that's okay. That's it'll okay. Pass. It'll pass. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> that's so great. That's, that's so then, so then regulating or doing something with your emotions. That's I, now I totally believe you. And I think there's probably strategies, especially when you've got to do that in order to, sort of get back to making something or creating something. Uh, but my mind goes to like uh, Mr. Rogers. Have you ever seen the, the Mr. Rogers episode about, uh, about anger, like, and, and kids with anger and like feeling anger, like rise up in mm-hmm. them. And he says like, sometimes you just get, it's funny to watch Mr. Rogers, like kind of make the angry face. It's like, sometimes you just get so mad. Right. You don't know what to do with it. You want to, you want to blow up. You want to hit something. You want to do whatever. And then he explains that uh, we don't know where it comes from. 
Like it isn't anything bad that you did. It's not because you're a bad person that you're angry. It's not because of any of these things. He's like, we don't know where emotions come from. Like there, there are times when we're really, really happy and everything's great. And we're at a party and it's like, you know, like a post or a cast party or it's after an event or something. And you're like, Oh, all these people are amazing. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Then you find yourself alone in a corner know with a like a really bad drink like staring at the wall like 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 what kind of parties are you going to well i'm just saying you know like sometimes <laughs> it, it ends up like it starts really great and then you're like yeah Brr. and so yeah. I'm, like what um when you say like controlling or, or manipulating your emotions like what do you, what do you what do you do that then helps you kind of get back on track well i think there are ways in which to do that. But the first thing that comes to mind is when is, is just your posture, like your, your posture, your movement and smiling. Like, don't, don't you think, listen, if you're in a bad mood and you smile, you don't change, like nothing changes like no, of nothing. course it does. No, of course it does. And, it, and you know what? And how and and how and how weird it might be laughing. If you can make yourself laugh, <laughs> when yeah, it's like it sounds kind of like what are you like the Joker? <laughs> if you can start laughing, that changes your emotion. Like you know, but movement, like changing your like your state, right? Like if you're just like hunt, like slouched over and you're crying or you're upset, like if you like put your shoulders like, yeah, there you go. Power pose it. Well, like it, yeah, you- it releases, it releases testosterone. Like the, <laughs> the, the minute you go into a power pose, so up straight hands on your hips, like full power, pose. like Superman. Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of really, really good uh, studies around that. Like yes. sort of changing. and smiling and, and um, laughing, but, but just that's like not- that state. That's not like, that's just, that's just not, you know, that's not my brand. You know, I've got a brand. (laughs) Laughing's laughing's not my brand. I I need to be, I need to be on brand. Yeah. I need to be a a really dark, twisted, complicated artist. That's it. But those things alone. And then, and then anytime that you can, help other people, right? Like make someone else's day, like send someone a text or call them or help someone like that immediately changes your emotions as well. Like being others focused, because that's what a lot of times, like when we're feeling like that, well, certain emotions, right? Not all of them, but like if we're feeling that sense of those little pity parties or we're just feeling upset about something, like we're usually blowing things out of purpose out of proportion usually. And so those look at you. He's like, no, my life, I am. A, my life is sometimes a deep, dark disaster. <laughs> of course it is. So is your life. Sometimes, sometimes. A, deep, dark, a deep, dark disaster. And look, what I love about what your friend says is like, you can decide to change your emotion, right? You can decide that you want to do something or you can decide, I'm not saying that you have to, you have to do that. You can decide to sit with it. Like, I love that idea of, or I love that story about the Buddha under the Bodhi tree and like how he invites the, he invites your emotions, like sit and have tea with me. 
Like mm-hmm. when, when you're upset, it's like, sit, come sit and have tea and let's, and like you let that, you allow those feelings in and then they're going to go away. And the more that we fight them, the harder it can be to fight. But if we just allow it to be and sit in the uncomfortableness of it all, it is going to pass and just getting a little bit more comfortable being uncomfortable. I feel like that is something we all could get a little bit better at. Or at least I know I, for me personally, when I'm in a situation that I'm uncomfortable with, I just want out. I just want to be done. I want, I just want to be done. You just want to, you just want to sit up straight and smile and laugh. I just want to sit up straight and I just want to laugh. And then they're going to be like, this chick is crazy. I am out of here. <laughs> no, but like, I feel like, especially in, I mean, there's just been especially things that have happened over the past year. You know, I work with a team and there's been some uncomfortable things, or there's been some challenging things that have happened with my team. I've had to have some uncomfortable conversations and some uncomfortable things going on. And just the idea of being able to like sit with those things a little bit more is, and being okay with like, okay, today's, this week is kind of going to suck. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be a lot about this week that sucks and a lot about phone calls and conversations and things I need to do and say, and it's just kind of going to suck. And so to, to say that and to be okay with it, it just makes it so much easier. But I didn't even say any of the stuff that I wrote in my email to you, which was the writing piece, right? Like this is what, this is why writing is so powerful. Being able to put all of those thoughts onto the page and see what shows up and see what comes out. Well, I think that that's why, yes. Like recognizing, like recognizing what's going on in your head and you're you're not going to be able to put, like me, I can't put, it's really difficult to say like, this is exactly what's going on in my head. Like you've just got to recognize that there's like another person there. Well, and, and you kind of do because, you know, in, in order to recognize something, uh, you have to be removed from it. Like you have to be standing somewhere and then looking over and say, Hey, there's the tree. Well, then that means that you're probably not the tree. Like this is where it's really fascinating with the, the, the Buddha sitting under the tree where, uh, you have to recognize that you're not your thoughts. Like you have to recognize that you're not your emotions. Mm-hmm. So you can feel them. You can see them. They can kind of come, come across and, and, I think sometimes when I'm, when I'm feeling good, when I'm feeling grounded, I can even recognize it as, as, Oh, like that's jealousy or, Oh, that's envy or, Oh, I'm angry, which all of those have been really, really hard for me to feel most of my life. Um, because I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel them. I would do something else. Like you start to feel them. You're like, I'm going to go skateboarding. Or I start to feel them. I'm like, like, I'm going to eat a pizza, right? Whatever it is just to get me to not feel it. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to live out a, a fantasy. Like I'm, you know, running away with this person that I saw at the airport and I have no idea who they are because it just allows me to not be in my body and allows me not to feel whatever that is. That's uh uh, that's always going to be really tempting. And so when, uh, when I write and I write about these types of things, and I think, I think most people, when you sit down to write about what's going on, it gives you even more of an opportunity to recognize 
who that or what that person is or what that thing is where you're able to kind of stand, stand back a little bit. I mean, uh, Carl Jung talks about this or Carl Jung, Carl Jung talks about this. And when we talk about archetypes and, and everybody's got, well, this, this comes out from the, the Buddhist stuff you're talking about, uh, that we all have a shadow and most mm-hmm. of the time we want the shadow to shut up and just like go live someplace else. Uh, but the more you do that, the stronger the shadow gets. Yes. It's like the, oh. the shadow will not be silenced. Yes. But there's so much good writing and good art and good material. I, that's why there's a stereotype of the dark, twisted artists like wrestling with their shadow because there's really great content when we allow the shadow to surface and have the conversation and recognize those types of things. I mean, growing up, I didn't feel a lot of emotions. So like even, even becoming a, like even until just a few years ago, it would be hard for me to tell you if I was angry about anything. I would say, I don't get angry. I never get angry at anybody. I don't get it. Like I got angry when I was a teenager, but I don't get angry anymore. Or uh, you could ask me like, Sean, are you sad? And I'd be like, no, I'm not sad at all. I'd be like, well, your grandmother just died. And I'm like, yeah, you know, people die. Like whatever it is that goes with it. I just, I wouldn't be able to tell you because my options were feel my emotions or escape and don't feel my emotions. And I I had trained myself to escape and don't feel my emotions like as much as possible. Cause that's like, I, I, I couldn't figure out a way to control them other than pushing them down and then running with something else. But if you look at my writing or my art or anything that I made during those periods of time, if I look at those, it's really evident. Sean, you're angry. Sean, you're sad. Sean, yeah. even though I didn't feel it in my body, it would still it would still come out. And that's where I think uh like making things, like really creative, like making things, not just, you know, it's like although I think that's really creative, like starting starting a business, starting a nonprofit, but actually just sitting down, not knowing what's gonna come out. You know, you just hold the the marker or the pen or the crayon or whatever over the paper. And then just letting it like letting it go. And sometimes yeah. I think that, that that shadow or that person or that thing inside you that needs to get that out, they'll use it almost like you're doing like spirit writing or something, right? It's like like spirit writing. Spirit Is writing. that like spear fingers? You know, it's no, it's it's like <laughs> it's like a it's like a Ouija board, but it's just like it's just writing. I did that when no. I was I wanted to be that so bad. I wanted to be like into the occult and have all that stuff work. So we'd make like the sign of the devil, like a, like hard rock, heavy metal, like the horns mm-hmm. with like your pinky and your forefinger. And then we'd put them together, like one hand from the other person in my hand and then put a pencil in the middle and then just hold it over a piece of paper. Oh just, my gosh. How just see funny. what's happening. And it's the same as a Ouija board where you're like, I'm not moving, man. I'm not moving either. Yep. Yeah. We're both moving. Like Exactly. Yeah. You know what that is though, but like that's, so that reminds me of, um, of morning pages, right? Mm-hmm. Julia Cameron who wrote the artist's way. And it's yep. that idea of morning pages where you wake up and first thing in the morning, you just three pages of stream of consciousness writing. Just, you just Mm -hmm. get it all out on the page. 
And it is really interesting when you do that because you look back after a few days or a couple of weeks or months or whenever it is. And some page, some passages you read are like, what was happening? What is this? Who wrote this? It's really cool. That's why I think that's why I feel like everyone should journal. Even I if totally it's agree. Couple, yeah. Even if it's just a couple sentences a day, it's like to be able to see where you were at a certain time in your life, how much you've grown, what, like all like how like what was important to you back then versus today. Like that stuff is so incredible. Mm-hmm. I think it's so fun. And I also think it's exciting in creative work because when you think about as the older that you get and you kind of are looking to figure out what your creative passions are, if you journal, especially if you've journaled back then, like I look at journals from years ago and so much of the, so many things that I'm passionate about today are the same things I was passionate about back then. Yeah. Like I had, I found this journal from years ago and I I literally have a picture of me with Oprah Winfrey, like, Stop. wait, 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 okay. wait. Did you meet Oprah Winfrey? So I didn't meet Oprah. It's a picture <laughs> of me. And it's a picture of Oprah. It's a picture of Oprah. And by the way, who says Oprah Winfrey? Like who's like says her whole name? She is Oprah. And like, I don't know why I said that. So see back. It says it. So it's Oprah. And then it's a picture of me that I, that I taped onto it. Like I taped my picture onto Oprah. <laughs> onto Oprah. That's not I was creepy. Like, That's not like Oprah. what a serial killer no, would do. Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen, getting- I must say, I must have, I had my, I must have just watched The Secret or something like that. It must have been. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You're like, I'm going to be Oprah. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to meet Oprah. Um, and then. Oh, and I think in that same journal, it had like Tony Robbins, which by the way, I didn't ever meet Tony Robbins, but I did get to give him five high five from the stage because I did go oh, to him. Yeah, I did go to one of his conferences and yeah. it's insane. He had sweaty insane. hands, right? Sweaty hands. I don't remember. I only remember like the random people that I was apparently were my new best friends because we're all in this. It was a, <laughs> Let's walk a, on fire together. Oh yeah. It's a whole thing. It. I mean, it is a cool experience to do that coal fire coal thing. Yeah, the fire. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said <laughs> it is a cool experience to do that cult thing. And I was like, "You're <laughs> right. I know. It totally is. One hundred percent." And you know, by the way, that's actually a good topic for our show. We should do one about cults because I feel like everything is a cult, um, <laughs> to some point, to some extent. <laughs> I wonder if you know, that says more about you, Kate. Uh, no. Everything's a cult. Not everything, <laughs> but there's so many things that people are like, that's a cult. I'll follow you. Tell me what to do. <laughs> what should I do? Well, it's like when people say like, oh, like cro- CrossFit is a cult or yo- like, I mean, yoga, CrossFit. I'm talking more, I guess, like in the exercise world because that's... Anyway, let's not go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Let's not. Let's get back to writing. Wait, wait. So I have a, I have a question. I have a question for you, and this is this is going to put you on the spot. But I'll, I'll play. If you want to do it, you're just going to have to hear me yell while I run into the other room. Do you have any morning pages or any journals where you'll take it and just kind of open up and, uh, and and let us know what you find? 
Oh, you mean like right now? Yeah, I mean right now, right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be kind of... Uh, okay, stay here. I'm getting mine. I'll even yell right. while I'm doing it. It's only going to take me like 10 seconds right, so we don't I have to cut. I get mine too. I don't have them like just... Okay, hurry, yeah, hurry here up. <laughs> All right. Mine... Oh my gosh, this is you are going to be so impressed. Tell Look me. At this. Look at this. Shut up. <laughs> you like, you like, I don't even know where my um I don't know where my All right, I came back and I have this ginormous. <laughs> It's just yeah, a big file box. That's ridiculous. Oh, look, I've even got the actual, uh, I've got actual journals that just have like stickers on them from, yeah, oh, this is all sorts of things. And oh my gosh. Okay. So I'll read, um, I'll read something. I'll just open up. Oh, this is going to be crazy. Um, oh, okay. So this is going to be bad. About, I, I, oh, Random page, okay. random page. If for some reason I wrote in, in cursive at this time, which is fantastic because that's all, that's a lot faster. Um, okay. Being content. Now that's something I think we won't ever find. Boy, that's really great. Sounds kind of pessimistic, I suppose, but it isn't. It's actually very optimistic. I figure that when we finally are content, we will stop looking, you know, carpe diem, all that stuff. Wait, okay, so here's a poem, bad poem. I wonder if I will ever write again. Wait, that's a common theme. That's still a common theme, right? This is, like, this is more than 20 years old, what I'm reading right now. Write like I do now, stumbling and falling over my thoughts and ideas. Man, I hope so. Somehow it's always a little more, a little more honest that way. Some of you will always be able to see my crooked pinkies no matter how long they stay in my pockets. You all know who you are. Are you who is my question for you? <laughs> that, bad, that last line's pretty rough there. <laughs> um, but I do like this. This is like, I don't, I feel like I'm reading something from somebody else. It's not me. Like this line when is here. When that from? Some of you will always be able to see my crooked pinkies, no matter how long they stay in my pockets. Wow. I don't even know if that's true. What is this from? This is, let's see, Sean D. Funder, 1995. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Were you born then? What? How old do you think I am? <laughs> gosh. <laughs> All right, there you go. I read you something from mm. 1995. And, and by the way, I think that like exactly what we were just talking about in, 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 and writing that, creating that, I've never read that to anybody. That's 20. Oh my gosh. That's 25 years old, isn't it? That's 25 years old. Oh my gosh. That's 25 years old. I've never read it to anybody. And when I wrote it, like I didn't write it to get it published. I mean, I've got, yeah, Al Cohen, come back from your flowering monastery. 
you're agnostics, you're devoted, heathen following. Like it's, I mean, it's not particularly good, but, but I wrote it and I put and it together. It's like, it just makes me wonder like what happens in your brain. Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> well what, it, what it makes me wonder is that I, th- those, those themes are still the same themes that I'm wrestling with. Yeah. But, oh yeah, it's crazy. That's so nuts. It's, but that's what's so fun about the, that's what's so great about just like writing, like for, for no reason, right? Like for, for just for the sake of, of getting it out and quite honestly, never wanting anybody to read it. Right. Like there's so much that I write that I'm like, oh my gosh, I would never (laughs) want to. My poor children. Like they'll inherit the box and then be like, oh my gosh, your one last wish will be like, burn the box of journals. (laughs) Burn the the box. Do not. Your your poor kids will be like, Hmm. what happened to dad? What was that? It's super helpful that, you know, we were talking about the shadow and emotions. Yeah. I, I read a part. Oh man. Is it still in here? Yeah. It's in here. I read, I'm grabbing something heavy to get through this. I read in my, Oh my gosh. There's, there's a passage in one of these that I read not long ago where it's a conversation with my shadow. Oh, that's awesome. And in it, I, I basically say to my shadow, I gave him a name. His name was Jack. So I gave my shadow a name. His name's Jack. And, um, and I say in the shadow, like when I was sort of like trying to be something better or feeling like the shadow was, was bad news. Um, I was basically saying like, okay, you got to go. Like you're done. Mm. Like you gotta, you gotta die or else, you know, or else I'm going to die, you know, or, or I'm not going to be able to make it, which is really fascinating to be able to come against, like to see that, read that and be like, Oh, that's interesting. I was wrestling with my shadow when I was 20 years old. Um, Yeah. Because I feel like it's something that like you, it's there, right? Like I, who knows like when it starts to happen, but excuse me. It reminds me of that book untethered soul. Oh yeah. 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 That's what it is. It's that voice in your head that, that we're thinking about that we're, it's not us. It's just this other voice. And how challenging is it to get rid of that voice? Mm-hmm. To get rid of that, the, I mean, just throughout your whole day, like even when you're thinking those thoughts in the shower, like who is that? What is that voice? That I know, thinking, I know. <laughs> it's who so, is that? what is that? Who voice? is that? And why? It's stalker. It is. It's so nuts. And when you read that book, it's just fascinating how he kind of describes it. And I mean, really, it's, it's kind of like we, when you talk about imposter syndrome, right? Like that voice that says all those things, like, you're horrible. This can't be done. It's not good enough. All those things. And that's why writing it just, I think what's so great about writing too, is it, it gets, it gets so many of your thoughts out. Like, I think that's what causes so much anxiety because we're thinking the same thoughts over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. We're thinking thousands of thoughts every day, but how many of those are the same exact thoughts when you get it out on the page? Like some there's, 
pieces of it. Some things are so deep rooted. You probably have to write about them quite a while to get them Mm -hmm. out. But there's other things that after you write, you think, oh yeah, this isn't a big deal. I can get over this. This is, this is fine. And so just that idea of writing every day for the sake of writing for you and not for the sake of, Hey, I'm going to one day read this on a podcast. Yeah. Well, there's no, (laughs) well, there's, there's no, uh, uh, there shouldn't be, but there's no imposter syndrome. Meaning it's, it's you writing for you. Like it doesn't, if you're an imposter, you're an imposter to yourself and putting something like that down or your anxiety. I mean, for me, I think one of the reasons I did it is because I was always uncomfortable talking to somebody else about whatever it yeah. was that I was going through and, and going through this thing. I'd be like, how, like, who gives a shit about me? Right. Why, like, why would I do that? And so being able to do that and just a little bit at a time, I think that's, that's probably something that's really, really, really important to drive home when it comes to writing is it does not need to be long. Like no. I think a lot of people are able to, I guess you don't figure out life, but you at least figure out what, what's going on in your head a little bit more with just 300 words and, and be, or like, how long does that take you to write 300 words? Like 10 minutes, maybe, maybe that. And if you do that every day, that's, that's, it, it's really remarkable. And it starts to, it starts to fill up. I, my, my great grandfather kept a, a five-year diary and, and those are amazing. The five-year diaries. So you, you open it up and on one page, it will say January 2nd, like 1974. And then January 2nd, 1975. And then January 2nd, 1976, all on the same page. So you only have room to write three sentences on the day. Yeah. But then once the year passes, you get into the following year. Now you can see exactly what you were doing on that same day the year before. And you write down what you're doing that year. And because of that journal, that five-year diary, I know what was happening the day I was born in the city I was born. What was happening? There was a blizzard on June 7th in the middle of the summer, the day I was born, June 7th, 1974. Isn't that amazing? Random. Random. Like he's like blizzard. Like, Uh. Like I thought... Okay, that's that's remarkable. Of course, that's a sign about how cool I am, right? That I'm being born that day. But I know how much I weighed. I know how big I was. I know that I was early. I mean, I would have found out those things from my mom, but you know, if 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 I didn't, now I know these, and I know I know that from three sentences, maybe four sentences. Yeah, and that's it. That's 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 it. I mean, most of the time he writes about eating shredded wheat and watching the ten thousand dollar pyramid with mom. <laughs> you know, like he calls his wife mom or mother. Yeah, I was watching oh ten thousand dollar pyramid with mother. That's so strange and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I went and sang with the fellas and then I came home. But okay. even the fact that that's every day, then the days when that's not what happens, you're like, oh my god. I, uh, that didn't happen. Like, like I, I read about the death of his, the death of his son. And this was a guy that growing up, I thought he was just an emotionless, you know, Idaho hunter guy. And then be able to read that and see that. And it's so little, it takes so little to do that. Yeah. And it, it helps so much and drives creativity so much. All right. Did you find like, uh, like, oh, are you yeah. just going to have me keep talking so that you don't have to read? 
So yeah, I'm definitely not going to, we got to wrap, we got to wrap this up. That's how we're wrapping up. We're going to wrap wrap up. up. We're going to wrap up with the dramatic reading. We're going (laughs) to, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I have a special thing for you tonight. Uh, Kate Volman is here. And she's going to, she's going to take the stage and she's going to read to you a little bit just from her personal journal, but she's going to read it in the style of creative writing majors everywhere. I'm going to stop you because I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Oh, you mean, you mean you're not going to read for no reason? I don't get that. I thought, you know, I'm I'm not going to read for no reason. For for no reason, no. I I, you, you I didn't write anything, did you? You tell no, people that you write, and then you don't. And then I don't. You. That's you, a pink moleskin. You've got a pink moleskin. You've got. You've go ahead, open it up. You've got a turquoise yeah, moleskin. But, also, but here's the thing: I would feel much more comfortable um, picking something out of my journals, like from. I don't think I have them from 1995. But I have them from years ago, but they're, I would have to go find them. I don't, I don't know exactly where, where they are like you do in your big container. But yeah, this is my, this is from this year. And quite honestly, I'm, I'm not going to, I don't know that I want to share what's happening. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're laughing about it though. Yeah. Maniacally yeah. laughing about it. I mean, honestly, if I, if this was like a few years ago, I, I would open it up to any page and read, but this, I feel like I'd have to, I'd have to like read a little bit to, to see All what's right. up. Fine. But thank you for your reading. I feel like that was the, I can re- I, the I audience. Can respect that. The audience needed that. I feel like they get in, they're getting into your head the way that I feel like I kind of know. So yeah, you're getting in. Yeah. This is a good thing. Drilling in a little, uh, a little trepidation. Yeah. So, so we well, do okay, want so to know you- if people re- like. We want to hear from you if you journal, if you do morning pages, or what <laughs> do you write every day? What does that look like? And if you don't, hey, you know, try for give yourself like a week. Just one Just week. One week. week. Like write it. Write a tweet length entry. Yeah. Write it on it. Write it on a. Write it on like a a note card. Yes. Yeah. Pin it to your, put it up on your fridge. And then six months from now, you'll see it and go, oh yeah, I remember when I did that. It's always worth it. Yeah, that's it is my, always worth my it. my note card. I know. Okay. So Kate, are you going to, or will you read to us next time? Yes. On the next will, show, you will read something regardless of what we talk about. You will read something. I will read something. And, and if you can find something from 1995... Yeah. Now I feel like I, 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 I'm going to try to go back as far as I can and I will just, I will just read. Although I have to tell you, my stuff probably won't be as deep as yours in 1995 because I remember, <laughs> I remember journals uh, that I found when I found them, when I moved and I was going through them, I was like, this is amazing because my journals were filled with like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe him. I'm so upset that I can't and it wait. Was, I can't wait. It was all like I'm so excited. And one of them was about um this guy that I had dated in college and we're still friends. And I was like, I called him up, I was like, you gotta hear this journal entry. <laughs> it was so bad. It was just really I was embarrassed for myself, but it's fine. All right. Well, if you if you do that, then uh then I guess I'll forgive you. There's nothing to forgive. Um, 
But I'm a little disappointed. So the sooner we can, we can finish this, um, I think you'll have to share it to the world. And, uh, you know, we can just, I can pretend to stop recording. Uh, and then you can read me something from your journal. All right. All right. Yeah. If you, if you have something, uh, you want to, uh, share, uh, put it in the comments. We've got the contact information on our podcast. Send it over to us. Uh, I'm more than happy to read somebody else's journal on the air. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's do it. Be, we want to hear your journal entries. That What's would be up? great. And yeah. if you like, if you like what you're hearing, then rate us, leave a review. That's what it's called. I was going to say comment, leave a review, leave a review. Yeah. It really helps us. It gets this out to more people. Uh, and so share they, with and, your friends. Yeah. Tell your, you know, all that, all the goodness. Post it in the place where you like to go. <laughs> Liberlink. It works. Post it in the place that you <laughs> like to go. <laughs> all right. All right, Kate. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>